Hey there, and welcome to the first episode of the Hashtag Middle Edge podcast of 2019. We are back after the holidays. This is Rachel Herndon Dunn, editor of the Missouri Times. I'm here with Alicia Schur, who just took a drink and probably doesn't want me to acknowledge her existence. And also, Aaron Basham. He's also here. He doesn't know why, but he's obliging. Hello, I am here. I would like to point out, I took a drink of coffee. (laughs) Do you drink anything else? (laughs) Like, just to be clear. (laughs) So, right off the top, we've got our top five most read of last week. We've got some things buzzing about this first week of the legislative session. And, of course, we'll talk a little bit about what's on our plates, even though you can probably figure it out. So top five most read of last week. The top most read story of last week was Missouri Conservatives Next Generation, a feature that I wrote about Speaker Har, uh, soon-to-be Treasurer Fitzpatrick. Um, also mentioned some other people, like Missouri has the youngest United States senator in the country. Um, but that was a very interesting piece to write because Speaker Har is the youngest speaker in the country. Fitzpatrick is the second youngest statewide official in the country. And most of leadership's millennials. I kind of piggybacked off of your, your feature from a couple months ago. Months yeah, ago? Yeah, months ago at this point. Yeah, a couple months ago, Alicia <laughs> wrote a great feature about how uh, millennials are really the dominating force of leadership right now. And you might want to brush that off, but if you think back over the last 200 years of this great state... Usually, it's not people under 40 running leadership, generally speaking. Generally. It's usually a little bit more gray. There's some, There's been some exceptions throughout history, but I'd say the majority of leaders tend to be rocking the salt and pepper. Yeah, rocking the salt and pepper. I like that. Flower fight. You know, anyway, the second most read story of last week, Boone County Clerk to Head Division of Labor Standards. And as a preface... You have a featured photo on here that everyone should go look at. So the former Boone County clerk is Taylor Burks. Burke, singular. Outgoing. Outgoing clerk. He's heading over to the Department of Labor. The featured photo is one Alicia took at the Trump rally at the airport. Yes. The Columbia Airport. And people loved that photo on social media. It's uh, Mr. Burke and his son. Yes. It's very cute. Very cute. It's a, like, his son joined him for the Pledge of, it was either the Pledge of Allegiance or the Anthem, and they have their hands over their heart. It was just an adorable moment. It was an adorable moment. Uh, I saw a lot of praise for the choice of Burke for Division of Labor Standards on social media. I believe Senator Rowden said that that was a great choice. He has Boone County, in case you missed it. Um, Yeah, he's the, he was appointed to the Boone County Clerk in July 2017. Yes. Um, and before, like, he's... Do you remember what happened to the previous Boone County Clerk? Was that the one... Uh, retired. Retired, right. It was Wendy Norin? Yes, that's accurate. N-O-R-E-N. I don't think I'm pronouncing that right. We like to be... Um, we have a variety of last names in Missouri. Berg's previously served as the director of distribution, logics, and asset management for the University of Missouri system. That's pretty cool. And he spent uh, more than seven years active duty in the U.S. Navy. Also appreciated. Well, very good. So he's coming over to the state 
Third most read story of last week, House Committee investigating former governor releases final report. Makes sense. Last day of the year. It was on New Year's Eve, right? Or yeah. the Friday before or something. It was New Year's Eve, literally. Sweeping up shop. Um, it was required that they do it in the... Resolution. Resolution that was passed when the committee formed that they issue a final report on And they did. They released all their documents that were relevant. Nothing groundbreaking. Nothing we didn't know before, right? No, there was a lot of redactions through some of it. (laughs) (laughs) Which was expected. Yeah. Um, So fifth most rest story (laughs) of last week. Lawmakers trade in General Assembly for local government. So four state reps resigned days early. Um, Former representatives Rick Bratton, Charlie Davis... Uh, Kurt Barr and Michael Butler. Yes. He went uh, to the city of St. Louis, right? Yes. So Butler was the only one that wasn't term limited. Um, Butler. I liked him. He was real nice. He could have technically run for another two year term. He chose not to do it. Instead, going for records of deeds in St. Louis City. Right which on. The, what drew a lot of people's attention was that he will be the first african-american to ever hold that position in st louis city right yes so st louis city has a lot of first time electing african-americans in their positions don't they yes anyway that's interesting if you're more if you're interested in st louis area politics we have clayton times over yonder and they're a lot better at paying attention to this stuff than I am. But Rick Bratton is now Cass County Auditor. Charlie Davis is... Uh, is I should have pulled up this Jasper article. County Clerk. Jasper County. And... Kurt Barr is St. Louis County Board election of Elections. Director. Yes. Yep. Very good. So, it's the first week of session. It's the 100th general session. Which, I, I mean, it's just a number. But it's a really cool number. And Aaron is so excited to be here. <laughs> I can't wait for the ball. You, you. This is your first session period. Yes. Started in the interim. So you think he's ready, Alicia? I don't think you can ever be ready for your first session. I know I was not ready. No, and <laughs> you like year. started the first day of session last year. So this is your first yes. inauguration. So that'll be fun. Alicia very responsibly did a, a rundown for the podcast this morning for me. I think she was telling me that I was late, but I was actually just getting coffee as well. Um, so the 100th General Assembly, there's 116 Republicans in the House, 47 Democrats, right? I'm guessing yes. that's what those numbers mean. Yes. <laughs> and the Senate, 24 Republicans, 9 Democrats. And I had some numbers in the Whispering Gallery, the email that goes out to subscribers last week on just how many freshmen there are. But there's a ton of freshmen being sworn in on Wednesday. New leadership starting this week. You've got the youngest speaker in the country who's been the acting speaker. Yes. Um, the minority leader, also very young. Crystal Quay taking over that position. Those are two very smart, passionate people that I have heard nothing but excitement about working for and with. Um, in the Senate, you've got Dave Schatz, Gina Walsh. This is Walsh's second term in leadership, right? Yes. Well, second session is what I should say. I believe so, yes. I believe that's correct. If it's incorrect, I'm very sorry. <laughs> um, so anyway, lots of new things, lots of new things. It'll be definitely interesting to watch this session. Yes. 
And I think at the same time, not that Alicia would know what it was like. um, (laughs) For a normal session? Before the troubles. But I think it's going to be pretty normal. It'll be more traditional than it has been in previous sessions. Anyway, you made a list of some bills to watch. And I would love for you to tweet at Alicia specifically. What bills you're you're watching. She's determined to get me more active on Twitter. I really want Alicia to be more active on Twitter. Aaron, too. I think Aaron's on Twitter. I don't know if Aaron knows he's on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) You're on Twitter, right? I'm there. He's there. I've I've tweeted. Yes. Twice. I (laughs) tweeted yesterday. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to get sidetracked today. So, a, a short list of bills to watch Alicia made. Transportation funding. And I will say, something that's been interesting about this is Kevin Corlew has been very active on Twitter in this conversation because he was part of the 21st Century Transportation Task Force. They're under a previous administration. There are a lot of task force uh, trying to solve problems. Anyway, but he's been pretty active in a conversation on Twitter about transportation funding. It's obviously not a problem that's going to go away, even though Prop D failed at the ballots. Just because Prop D failed doesn't mean there's other mechanisms that they can't enact. Mm, doesn't mean there's any less potholes in the road or bridges closed. There's literally a... I, I don't know if I've told you this lately, but there is a bridge closed less than half a mile from my house. And I went to use that bridge again this weekend, and it's still closed. Open to pedestrian traffic only. Um, so I presume that that's going to be... Especially with uh, Senator Schatz in the Pro Tem's office. He has always been an advocate for transportation. I expect that that would be a priority for him. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, eventually they're going to have to do something. You got to do something. (laughs) (laughs) This is not going away. Uh, Other bills we're watching, sports betting. That's Um, already generating a lot of conversation. Yes, a lot of conversation, a lot of feelings. Um, But last year there was a Supreme Court case and states are slowly but surely enacting their own sports betting laws in order to make it legal in the states because it can be legal in the states. You just got to pass a law. So we'll be watching that. Internet sales tax. There's been some conversation there on... In a lot of mainstream media newspapers, on social media, um, especially because the governor came out a couple weeks ago and said that he would support internet sales tax. So we'll watch that develop. The strong argument there is uh, just because you buy it online, why is it any different than the shirt you buy in a store? You know, to be fair, whenever... I used to do campaigns. There was a candidate that I once worked for who said that there was some case law or a case. It was something like way out of the blue um, that I totally believe is true that said, unless you're buying it in person, you can't charge tax, which I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm cheap. So, <laughs> but I also want that bridge by my house fixed pronto. It's a... It's a touchy subject. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're also watching tort reform in Joinder venue. Didn't that pass last year? Did that pass last year? Should we call? Should we call a friend and call Ben? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which, in case you missed it, even though you shouldn't have by now, Ben left us, which is fine. He's not dead. We still see him every week. He's at House Comms now. Feels like he still works for us. He's just not here 
basking in our presence, which is fine, I guess, whatever. But yeah, so if you email Ben, it will come to me. So please stop sending him weird stuff. Also on the list, IP reform. Yes. And I think you're going to have a story about that for next week's prints for sure. Yeah. I'm working. I sat down with Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft and we dove into the initiative petition process. Now, just to remind me, how long did he talk about IP reform, initiative petition reform? Uh, hedging on an hour at least. That's pretty impressive. And in case you missed it, Alicia has also picked up this passion for initiative petitions with her Friday updates of what has been filed. You know, I've just found the entire process really (laughs) interesting. You know, kudos to you, because it took me a a while (laughs) to understand what on earth was going on there. Like, it probably took me two or three years. It's just a fascinating... I find it a fascinating process to watch. It is. Are you fascinated by it, Erin? Mr. Not Really Political. Or maybe he is. He he has many secrets. <laughs> I don't I don't have many secrets. Um, <laughs> no, so so far I have not been fascinated by it, but I'm <laughs> I'm open to going down that path at some point. Going down that path. It's fine. I'm a um, self-proclaimed nerd. And last bill that you noted that we will be watching is prescri- prescription drug monitoring. That's something else the governor has said that he supports. Yes. And there's a argument on if there already is one, isn't there, through Greitens' executive order, but um, those are all expired now that we're like done. Do those keep standing executive orders like once you're not governor? I believe. Oh so. yeah, can you remember? Yes. Did I tell you about the Mormon one? So it was legal for like 100 years in Missouri to shoot Mormons on site. And they didn't get rid of this executive order until Mizzou was going to go play BYU. Or BYU was going to come to Mizzou and play football. And they were like, uh, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) We need you to fix that. And they're like, oh, yeah, my bad. Exactly how that happened. (laughs) Um, Things you know. (laughs) Things you know. And there's been uh, St. Louis County that has it now, right? Yeah. They have their own. There's a f- few counties that are have a version of it or have adopted the St. Louis County one, but there is not an actual statewide program yes, that's that good. every single county participates in and looks at. Uh, there is the executive order at some point in the past, which uh, had a company monitoring it but not actually the counties right so it seems like that can be cleared up yes and maybe this is the session a lot of people kind of look to particularly with the opioid epidemic which has drawn a lot of attention speaking of opioids i will say i'm very excited to see if the medical marijuana amendment that passed will have an immediate effect on opioid overdoses as it has in other states. I'd imagine. So just from data from other states. I was talking to someone recently from Colorado, and she said that opioid deaths have gone down, but they still have a really big problem with heroin. So I find that interesting. I am not um, the most familiar with drugs and their different appeals, but I would imagine that based on what I learned in, like, eighth grade health, 
I would imagine that those interested in opioids or marijuana are very different than heroin. I, I don't know. This my, is, I can't this, say that my this really isn't the roundtable that would have very much experience in even knowing where to get heroin. I mean, my where does someone get? Heroin? I, <sighs> my I knowledge know. on the subject is pretty limited. Aaron's like slowly backing <laughs> away. Um, I can tell you that after Oregon did a full legalization of marijuana, yes, that hash oil explosions increased. That what? Hash oil explosions increased. Like, literally explosions yes. of hash oil. Yes. And in case you missed it, Alicia is from Oregon, where they have medical marijuana or recreational. They have recreational. They've had, they had medical marijuana since the 90s. Wow. It's been very interesting talking to Alicia, whose home state has had. It's kind of similar. I mean. It, it was a similar uh, law. But, like, yeah. your parents, your mom's neighboring farm grows weed, right? Uh, Just, like, out there like corn. <laughs> Which no. I, I'm pretty sure from what I've learned, Missouri will not have weed out there growing like corn. It will be in, like, um thing. Medical marijuana tends to be in climate-controlled areas or greenhouses to try and get a consistency that you don't get with That does make sense. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Garages, you know, whatever. Yeah. But Oregon's <laughs> weird. Just go with it. Doesn't Oregon have a pretty stable climate? Or is it kind of like Missouri's climate? Well, the part Depends of- on where in the state you are, to be the, honest. So you're from, like, South Oregon. Yes. So Southern you're, Oregon. like, on the... Uh, south, are you on the Idaho side? No, I'm on the coastal side. You're on the coastal side. So it is... But not Portland. Correct. Aren't you, like, right in the middle so I'm from you, Southern if, if, Oregon, which is an hour and a half drive from the to the coast, and a forty-five minute drive to California. And to actually get to the coast, you actually have to go down through California to get over, and you go through the redwood forest. I love the redwood forest. My favorite place I've ever been to in my entire life. Just just so you know, not in Oregon. It was in California, but still. Um, my mom's going to be listening to this and be very upset about the cost of Disney World now. Um, anyway, so prescription so, drug monitoring is something that several lawmakers are very interested in. The governor is very interested in. Something Missouri doesn't exactly have. Um, I'm sure a lot of answers will be presented soon. Let's hope so. Um, this week, Wednesday evening, 6.30, is... Aaron and Alicia's first legislative ball. Yes. And so, I've tried I, to make it appealing because Cinder Onder's going to have a chocolate fountain. There are several other legislative offices that are busting out some very old brown liquors. But are you excited? I'm pretty excited. I've you've you've noted to me that it's black tie optional. And I'm really, yeah. really you know, kind Missouri's of... Missouri's black tie optional. <laughs> ...interested <laughs> in to see how that correlates into what people wear. I feel like we need to take bets on, like, how many people wear jeans and... It will be, like, 15%. <laughs> and then there will be other people wearing, like, things I wouldn't even consider wearing a prom. Like, just so formal. Um, I plan to wear pants. <laughs> but... I will say I've been to five or six. No, I was pregnant, so five. I, I missed the last one. Which is fine. 
but I've always worn a formal dress. I have a closet full of all, like, I, and I've never gotten rid of the dresses that I've worn to those things. But the Grand March is always fun. They all get to walk down the stairs and they go back and forth and we take pictures and put them on Facebook. And Aaron and Alicia are both very excited to go through our album from last year on Facebook. Um, but it's very fun because all the legislators, their families come in. They get to walk down the stairs. They all feel special. There's a band. Everyone opens their is office. Everyone's. Band? <laughs> it's always a different band. And I've already gotten some like texts and emails <laughs> being like, I hope it's a good band. Last ball, Sarah Evans was here. There was also some alternative funding last time, um, which I believe was new. In case you missed it. Um, but yeah, I'm, people are hoping are are definitely hoping to get their groove on on Wednesday. I got a text from someone yesterday on an airplane, and she was like, "The band better be good because I plan on dancing all evening." And I think that if the band is not good, she will probably be out there with a moonbox, <laughs> just basking in her feelings. That'll be a sight to see. Yes, I mean she does it anyway. <laughs> So what do you think about going to your first... This is your first one. I'm just assuming it is. Is this your first... This would be my first... Okay. Your first ball at the Capitol? Legislative ball. Or, or any ball, really. Really? Well, They're really of. overrated. Yeah. I don't know. I've always kind of looked forward to having an excuse to dress up. Like, that's how it's, high, it's that's optional, what high school... Go, that's what high school <laughs> dances were for me, is the one time of the year that I would wear a dress. Because I spent so much time... In jeans, bucking hay, that the chance to actually doing get... what to hay? <laughs> bucking hay. Bucking hay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, <laughs> my freshman year of high school, I was in Skylar County, Missouri, and the court warming. We did not dress up. Yeah. Neither did we for homecoming. Now that I think about it, but then my the high school I graduated from because I didn't move um, did dress up. But there's a difference between Blue Springs South and Skylar County. I prefer the jeans route, to be honest, but... I live in jeans, so... You're wearing slacks right now? I am wearing <laughs> jeans today, for the record. Um, but anyway, I asked you two to come up with some thoughts or questions about your first formal capital experiences this week. What did you come up with? No pressure. <laughs> I'm looking at a well, map of Oregon right now. I have a question about the ball. Okay, what is your question about the ball? Anyone who knows this gets a prize. Uh, which lawmaker has attended the most legislative balls? Current lawmaker? Wait, no. is this a fun fact? Like, do you have the answer to this? No, I do not. Oh, okay. So I actually have to think about this because it's not, that's not fair. Because there's a lot of lawmakers who are no longer lawmakers mm-hmm. who have just kept going. So I would presume yeah. that Harry Gallagher... Yeah. Who was a state rep in like the 1830s? I'm joking, 1970s. <laughs> has probably attended the most. Okay. Um, I would take that. Yeah. I would. So is this open to the public? It is open to the public. However, oh. does the well, public come? Y- yeah. And then legislators get like so many invitations. Well, they used to. I don't know how it is now. But they get so many invitations that they can mail out on the state's time. And then like. I've gotten several email invitations, some text invitations, um, which is very appreciated. It made me feel very special over the last few weeks. Uh, but yeah, you can invite whoever you want. And it, it's like packed. 
Hmm. Like, I started going to them in college, and it was one of the first times that I had been to the Capitol, other than, like, a, a tour. And I remember I was with one of my friends, and she was, like, dressed up to the nines. I kind of just went to the eights, personally. Um, but the fountains in the corners of the building have different water pressure levels, which we did not know. And her makeup was ruined, like, 20 minutes in because she went to get a drink of water and just... Mm. It, it was awful. And, like, she cri- <laughs> it was, she cried. Anyway, so pro tip, don't drink, drink water out of water bottles in the Capitol, just because water pressure differences. But, yeah, all I can think is Harry Gallagher. I'm, I also keep thinking of David Pierce because, like, he was state rep, he was a state senator, and now he's in the treasurer's office. And you're going to get a lot of those. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Or then there's, of course, like the governor, who was a state rep, state senator. Lieutenant governor, now governor. Yeah. It's a good question. Or, you know what? Then you've got Jay Ashcroft, whose father was yeah, elected. Going, he started going whenever he was like a since kid. Since he was a youth. Andy Blunt, yeah. too. Like, there's pictures of Andy and Matt Blunt playing in the Capitol whenever their dad was Secretary of State in mm-hmm. the 70s or 80s. I wasn't here, so I don't have that year off the top of my head. Um has anything that was ever happened question. there that seems particularly noteworthy? Anything crazy? I will say my first legislative ball in college, there was a three-year-old expired beer, and I didn't know. And it was awful. That sounds terrible. That was noteworthy to me, personally. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I can't think of anything like... No like fights. Sarah Evans was was here two years ago. I I wasn't here because I was pregnant, which is fine. <laughs> but no duels. No, hmm. not that I know of. Mm-hmm. If you know of any amazing stories of legislative balls of past, please tweet at Aaron. What is your Twitter handle? Isn't it at Aaron? At Aaron it's your, I, it's at your uh, name. Yeah, well, it's Aaron underscore Mo Times. Aaron underscore Mo Times. Tweet yeah. your inauguration stories at him. Please do, because I actually want to know them. Create a fake account if you need to. I don't care. <laughs> so did you come up with any questions? Or are you still thinking about what black tie optional means? <laughs> I'm just really curious. Like, I want to, like, that's what I'm going to be. It's entertaining. There are, I will say, there are grades of bedazzling, regardless of what you're wearing. Think about that. You can bedazzle your jeans or you can bedazzle your ball gown. And Missouri does it best, probably. See, it's always interesting is how many, like, can, uh, I'm impressed with women, women that can wear heels and not trip and fall. Mm, see, I used to wear heels all the time, and then I broke my foot, and then I just gave up, because I just, I, there's no one left yet for me to impress enough to wear heels and I don't I can't think of anyone personally who would be like oh my gosh she's wearing heels she's the best person in the world I think girls wear heels for themselves is what I've decided but I will say I started wearing heels in high school because I did debate because I'm totally not a nerd at all um and I gradually went up like I like trained for it yeah see I would like to be the person that could wear heels so that I'm tall Alicia's very short in case you haven't met her but I have looked. You're from Grants Pass, right? 
Uh, right off Highway 5 and 199? Technically, I'm from Sam's Valley. Okay, now you're just making up towns. Okay. <laughs> which That's- is near Central Point, which is near Medford. Right. So, <laughs> back to the legislative ball. What else did you come up with, Aaron? Was that it? That that was about it. Yeah, my okay. other stuff was uh, the things going on in St. Louis. <laughs> we're not going to talk about right now. Do you have any other questions about your first ball? Uh-huh. There's a lot of see, there's a lot of freshmen that listen to this podcast, which I completely appreciate, and I'm very excited to meet every single one of you in person this week. It's just totally going to happen on my list. I believe in you. I, I'm going to make it happen. I remember my first session, um, not at the paper, but in the house. There was a lobbyist who I adore. Um, who's actually one of my best friend's dads. And he went around to every single office just to not only figure out where people were now, but to meet them and their staff. And that has forever made an impression on me. And maybe I should start doing that. Also, it's a good way to survey who has the best candy. <laughs> Which, in case you don't know, it's always probably going to be Cinder Anders' office. They have the squishy mints. Also currently have chocolate in there. I'm a fan of chocolate. My the question is... That I completely just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like the dancing. So, like when it's a ball, is it like the da 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 dancing? A waltz. Is um, it the fancy to dancing? To be clear, they do play the Missouri waltz, which is Missouri State <laughs> song, which is literally a waltz. Um, whether or not the people dancing to it know how to waltz <laughs> is a different question. Um, do you know how to waltz, Alicia? No. But I can swing dance. Right. I learned how to two-step at, at a, an inaugural ball once. Probably not very good at it now, though. Do you know two-step? Oh, yeah. What do you mean? Well, yeah. What did you learn? Was, was that in your curriculum in high school? Was that a 4-H you thing? You don't buck hay without learning how to two-step first. Do you know how to two-step? No, I don't even know what that is. It's so easy. No. <laughs> Not after you've had five old five year old beers in college, like that's rough. It's rough. College is when I learned to two step. The country bar was the, the country bar was the place you go. It's where you swing dance and wait two step. Did you? Are you telling me that you went to a country bar in high school? No, in college. No, in co- yeah. Aren't they all country bars at K State? <laughs> no, not all of them. Okay. There's one bar that specifically only does country. And that's what. Hmm. Very good. So anyway, what's on our place this week? Obviously, we've got inauguration on Wednesday. We've got the uh, legislative ball Wednesday evening. Um, And that's exciting. It's a lot of pomp, but it's nice. It's kind of a it's a refreshing week that we have ahead. And a lot of good opportunities for two of my favorite photographers in the entire world to document what is going to live on in many people's lives as a day to remember. I'm really excited to get behind the camera with glasses where I can see again. (laughs) Yes, exciting personal news in the Missouri Times. Alicia has new glasses that she can see in. And Aaron's engaged. Yes. So you can add your congrats at Aaron. At Aaron underscore Mo Times. It's a two A's. A A A Ron. A A Ron. Yeah. That's fine. I watched that skit again the other day just for you. I don't embrace that name, but it's okay. A A Ron. Okay. <laughs> also this week, newspaper is out. Yes. 
Also this week, the magazine is out with House Majority Floor Leader Rob Scove on the cover. A beautiful photo that Aaron at Aaron underscore Motimes took. I'm very excited for that. They both come to our office today for distribution, so I am tailgating uh, UPS or USPS or FedEx, whoever delivers our newspapers, um, to arrive. So excited for that. Anyway, you will see us around this week. Keep us in the loop on what's going on. And I am looking forward to a couple things that both Aaron and Alicia are working on. And you should just join me in not knowing what they are, but also being excited. <laughs> Nonetheless, um, thank you for listening to another episode of the Hashtag Mo Ledge podcast. And we will be back next week. Ba-ba-da-da. 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 Ba-ba-da-da.